Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The attitudes expressed are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised, there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Welcome back. It's Recovery Sort Of. I'm Jason, a guy that's about to do a recap episode. And I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And I'm Caroline. I'm also a person in long-term recovery. So here we are, 2023. Uh, As you listen, it's probably later in January, but it's January 1 for all of us as we record. And so we wanted to to do some stuff. We've been hearing some stuff. We've got some ideas about 2023 for the show. Uh, We wanted to talk about the feedback. So we wanted to get into that. The first thing I wanted to say, and we put this in the show notes for the episode, but when Dave was on a couple of weeks ago, he forgot to mention his empty circle meditation. So Sundays, three o'clock, there's a link under his episode. Maybe we'll throw the link up under this episode as well. But we wanted to put that out there. So you ready to get in comments? Sure. Sounds great. Okay. So we did our episode on marijuana legalization. We were all here for that, in fact. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if this is what their name is supposed to be. Um, but on YouTube, Ger- Germ Trail um, said, interesting conversation. I live in New Hampshire, and our governor said, why would we legalize something that's obviously a gateway drug, which I think is stupid? Yeah, it seems pretty <laughs> yeah, stupid. Yeah, I agree. Uh, do you think marijuana is a gateway drug, Caroline? No. I think marijuana is the easiest of all the drugs to access, and so inevitably it becomes the first drug you use. Well, Unless you live in rural areas where alcohol is the easiest drug to yeah, access. Yeah, and there is, I guess, my one, I don't know that it's gateway drug per se, but the idea that alcohol like is the most abused drug because it's the easiest and most available, as soon as marijuana becomes the most available, is it going to become the most abused, you know? like Probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So, At least in yeah. 20, 30 years. I mean, you might have to population flip that needs to happen first yeah and then but there's the flip side of that is if it's legalized you're sort of taking them out of that uh illicit drug community like Mm. you don't have to go to seedy neighborhoods or you know your bad you know friends to get (laughs) (laughs) drugs you can just go to the store and get it so it keeps you out of that community of people Mm. so anyway uh, we get we get some interesting comments. So this was just somebody who reached out to us, uh, Thomas. He says, "Hello, just letting you know you're doing a great, a real good thing, helping others. It's a battle living with the recovery process. I have been four years clean and sober after a thirty year addiction. Lots of people just get lost and feel alone, just don't know where to go or who to talk to. So keep what you're doing. It's a great thing. So thank nice. you, Thomas. Thank you. Appreciate it." Uh, we had someone, I guess that's Joan, uh, suggested a topic. Would like to hear more about xylazine and other new cut agencies being used besides fentanyl. Because of xylazine, rescue breathing after naloxone is extremely important. Which is incredible, because we did an episode. <laughs> right. Damn. She I, must not have heard that episode yet. I, I, she might have said that before. Or was the comment before? before? Yeah, yeah, I think nice. it might have been. That's wow. crazy. I guess that's what happens when it takes this long to get around a recap. <laughs> <laughs> You've already done everything. So this was interesting. Uh, 
I won't read the entire comment, but a guy, Jeremy, reached out to us one morning through messages and asked if we were on 98 Rock, which is the local rock oh, yeah. radio station around Baltimore here. station. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, no, we're not. And he was saying that uh, he heard somebody on there that said they did a recovery podcast in the Baltimore area. And he was like, I just knew it was one of you guys or oh. whatever. And I was like, no, it wasn't <laughs> us. But I was like, damn, how many recovery podcasts are in the Baltimore area? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but no, he said he, he listens to us and he loves the podcast, even though he's an AA. And then he put some big old side eyes on us. <laughs> yeah, for our bashing of the... That must have been before the bashing of the promises episode. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> Another topic suggestion from Mateo. Hey guys, this podcast is incredibly relevant to recovery and what it's like today in the 21st century. Kudos for taking risks and controversial topics. Huh, so maybe not a podcast topic suggestion, but a way to give us feedback. Anthony reached out to us uh, and had some incredible numbers. He got his Spotify wrapped or whatever at the year end. Yeah. And he had listened to 7,563 minutes of recovery, sort of. Wow. Is that yeah. more than we did? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think he like listened to the entire thing. Oh, thank you so much. That's incredible. So, yeah, he said in three months he's listened to almost all of our episodes. He was on wow. number 147. Wow. In that's three awesome. three months. Pretty intense. Yeah. That is crazy. That's like multiple episodes a day. Anthony, you might be sick. <laughs> <laughs> He said he's not up to date yet, but he will be this week. <laughs> we need to come out with a quiz that for like, awesome. are you addicted to recovery? Sort <laughs> of. Uh, his sobriety date is November 19th, 2019. And the first episode he found on Spotify is dated November 17th. So he figured he would be an addict about it and binge every episode. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. You guys ready for some fun feedback? This is about the clarity statement episode we did eight billion years ago i don't even remember that i know i mean i kind of remember we talked about it but i think that was even before we had good equipment i know i hate to clarify. i think that statement. was a topic i suggested <laughs> it might have been i think it was i don't I think that's been. changed any i don't like it <laughs> well we got some uh some lengthy feedback about nice. that okay. which is interesting so it's from william uh he said sorry i didn't get to see your video sooner here's my take on the clarity statement first this is neither fellowship or conference approved. As such, it has no place being used in any meeting as only NA approved literature should be used in meetings. To use reductio ad absurdum, <laughs> words I don't understand, if we can use this, can we use other unapproved literature? Religious texts, Mayo's Little Red Book, the Turner Diaries, using it in meetings is a strongly implied endorsement. Any thoughts about that? So I hate the clarity statement. I don't think it should be read in meetings, but I don't necessarily agree with that statement. I think groups and different places I've been do use outside literature mm. for different reasons. I mean, maybe that's endorsement. I guess that that's all up for interpretation. But there's nowhere in, I guess, that I can see, and we did the traditions episodes, that says you can't quote or read anything from material that's not NA approved like that's not a fucking law somewhere that you that can't read outside material yeah but we do say that in our meetings or I've heard that in like group consciences and stuff like only NA approved literature can there be was in a meeting or something a women's meeting down in the Parkville area that used to do readings that were not NA you know like just kind of like more right. wellness yeah. spiritual 
um, readings at the beginning of their meeting and they were doing that for years. And then at some point they voted to stop because it wasn't any approved literature. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's all the autonomy of the group. Right. Like if your group decides we don't read anything but NA approved literature, that's fine. Huh. But I don't know that that's, you know, again, you. as we went through with the traditions, <laughs> totally with you there's this. nowhere in the traditions yeah. that says you can't do it. Yep. Whether it's endorsement or not, uh, I don't know. I, I guess you could make that argument. I feel like it aligns a little bit with like, you shouldn't be having AA speakers chair an NA meeting. Like, I feel like those principles are, are kind of aligned, right? Because it's blurring the message of Narcotics Anonymous. Is that an opinion, though? Well, or is that I mean, I more think... of a... So, again, going back to traditions, like, I don't... It doesn't say anything about any of that in traditions anywhere. I mean, I think there's traditions that... that and I'm, I'm not at all prepared for this conversation. <laughs> but um, I think you can make a pretty strong case using the traditions that you shouldn't be having people from AA chair. The interesting or, part, or of, the reverse. The interesting part about the traditions was that what I really learned was that there are no. They don't rules. really say anything, right? Well, they're guidelines. So to me, I'm like, all right, let's say we have a guy that's been to AANA, goes to both. Maybe he's even got just a fucking AA sponsor, but he comes in, he's got a great message and a great story about how the twelve steps of NA have saved his life. Do I give a fuck? But like, what about I don't the... know. Maybe I do. I don't. But I'm like, is it more important that he's helping people, or is it more important that? But what about the guy that doesn't go to NA and gets asked to do an NA meeting? Like, and he's just Oh, that certainly AA. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it happens <laughs> yeah, a lot. It, certainly it happened. happens a lot. Um, Even for, like, H&I commitments, it's happened. I feel like we've had this conversation. I feel like we've had this well, conversation, So though. this is what I'm saying. If if you're the women's group you used to go to, if it was 10 women every week and they all benefited from reading from some other spiritual literature that they brought in, that seems like a really useful time to use not NA-approved literature in a meeting. Everybody's benefiting. There's no harm done. It's great, right? If they're doing it because there's newcomers and recovery houses in the area and they're hoping to drive those people away from the meeting and they also just hate traditions and old-timers and just want to buck the system, uh, maybe that's not good reasons for using it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I, think it's about I, the I use. I do, it's and I think those... Re so going back to that meeting, those readings were really cool, and they were nice, and they right. were a good point of introspection. They were something different to yes. hear at the beginning of the meeting yes. instead of the same thing that we all just kind of tune out at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but I do see how that's a slippery slope because what we definitely don't want people doing is coming in and reading Bible verses at the beginning of a meeting. And if you can do one, why can't you do the other? Well, this is why... I I don't out, know that you can't do that. I went out to that group, <laughs> and I really liked that they did that, but I didn't like that it wasn't approved literature. So instead, I just went in the basic text and pulled out other pieces of it, and we read those at my home group in the beginning for the same reason, because it was different, it was something else to hear, and we didn't go outside the rules. There you go. Right? So, yeah. So that's an option. But anyway, I, yeah, I don't. What were we talking about? Clarity statement? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, and it got to be whether NA it meetings should only have NA approved uh, material. Right. So anyway, let's go back to William's point. Second, right. unless someone has copyrighted or trademarked clean or sober, then we have no right to co-opt those terms. Third, we say in NA we don't care what or how much you used, etc. But we do care what words you use to describe yourself. Total BS. The bogus dilemma the clarity statement anguishes over is no dilemma at all. The dilemma is in the reading, we do recover. 
Now that's a genuine dilemma. That's when at the end of the road, we find that we can no longer function as mm -hmm. a human being with or without drugs. We all face this same dilemma. What is there left to do? Either go on as best as we can to the bitter ends, jails, institutions, or death, or find a new way to live. So I think what he's saying there is that that's a real dilemma. Right. You know gotcha. what I mean? Okay. That's I a, that's a dilemma you got to deal with, not what fucking words you use to call yourself. Or, which oh, I agree you? with that point a little bit. Uh, fourth. We claim that the newcomer is the most important person in the room, yet when they come in scared, confused, more ready to bolt than stay, we greet them with, you better talk like us if you want to belong. How is that welcoming, loving, tolerant, inclusive, nurturing, kind, or loving? Giving people a chance to grow and change is what we're all about. I don't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Fifth, this reading seems to be meant more to appease members with time than anything else. N.A. is resilient, so is A.A. We don't need to be the arbiters of language. I heard a guy actually in our area, in the Baltimore area, share he had 40-something years clean. And he was sharing that a lot of that with the like the clarity statement and specifically clean and not letting people say clean and sober. Like a lot of that came directly as like a resentment at AA for the unwelcomeness that addicts felt at AA. Mm. And they really wanted to separate. And this is a guy who was involved in all of that movement. And he said, and they really wanted... And they really wanted to like completely separate from AA almost to like a fuck you guys. We're going to go over here and do this thing. So a lot of that language stuff came out of that. Like they right. didn't want anything similar to what they were doing over in AA. They wanted to be completely separate and to prove like we can go over here. We're going to call ourselves something different. We're going to do something different. We're going to show you guys that, you know, we can do it too and wasn't for any specific reason other than resentment. <laughs> right, right. But I love how they masked it with this idea that it was best for the newcomer to not confuse them. Because that sounds like how I live in my life, right? Like, I want to do shit to manipulate the situation, but I make it look good. <laughs> well, well, here's what I'll say. So, I think the clean and sober, I do struggle with that a little bit. Because I think it perpetuates the idea that alcohol is different, right? Like, a lot of people come in the rooms and they think, well, I have a drug problem. But I can still drink. I actually think it's slightly different than that. Even though there is confusion around that, um, I, I, my understanding of those words is different now because uh, actually what we were talking about, how CNN's broadcast of whatever, the New Year's thing, it was sober or sober curious, I guess. They were saying they were going to show less alcohol on their presentation of New Year's. Which was funny because it ended up they they screwed up for some technical difficulties and like missed the ball drop in New Orleans or the actual, <laughs> you know, 12 o'clock in New Orleans. And so there was all these things on Twitter about how uh, drunk Don Lemon never missed the, the right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, the difference was abstinence is not drinking alcohol. Sober is pursuing a healthy lifestyle. Like they're two different things. So I, I would say that sounds the same as, as what these words mean. Like clean supposedly means this abstinent idea, but sober is more this kind of idea of recovery, this idea of like seeking a pursuit of betterment. Hmm. That's the way the article presented it at least. That's interesting, but I would question whether, you know, the general population interprets that as the definition yeah, of sober. You, you got a point. I mean, I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I thought that was interesting that they presented it that way. We should just, it should just be in recovery. No sober, no clean, just in recovery. I just, yeah, to me, it's like 
arguments about things that don't matter that much. You know what I mean? Like anybody that sticks around for six months and goes to meetings is probably going to figure it out. You know, there's more harm a lot of times, you know, telling people they're doing stuff wrong or pointing out yeah. how they're not fitting in or not conforming. In fact, a lot of us come in, we don't want to fit in and conform. We're used to not being people that But how that do they conform. figure it out? If you come around enough, so I can still say, is it any different for the guy that comes in and still does his weird ass announcement? Uh, I'm a recovering crackhead or whatever fucking words he Slippery wants to say. Name, Paul. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they those guys that do that. Like to me, that is if you're going to point out like dangers like that's just as dangerous because he's just separating and wanting to be different and wanting to to be outside the norm. You know, but I don't really care what anybody calls himself. I don't, don't even call yourself an addict. Just say your name is whatever. I don't, I'm not going to kick you out of the meeting or get hung up over any of that bullshit. Yeah, I, I think when I when the justification that people will figure it out eventually, I think that works because to some degree, we try to pull people into alignment so that they're all saying the same thing. And so that is the consistent message that people do hear. And even if someone's not calling them out specifically, they're going to enough meetings where they're hearing 98% of people say the same thing and they, and they kind of fall in line. Um, but if, if if you know, someone can make the argument that if, if we step away from that and we stop trying to get people to speak the same way, that so many deviations would start to occur that like there is no consistency and then people are just all over the place forever and i i mean right. you know does it matter is is the ultimate right. question you know what i heard but... in there <laughs> the same thing i hear anytime i hear an argument against like being good to other people in humanity it's just like, fear we're all gonna die <laughs> it's all chaos it's just gonna, gonna go to hell chaos. Total chaos. And... <laughs> <laughs> let me but... finish this damn email <laughs> Finally, I have been clean and sober for 32 plus years. Clean and sober. There he goes. I take my recovery very seriously. I attend meetings in both fellowships and have since and have since very early in my recovery. I do not struggle with reconciling the two. I also really don't care what propels someone into 12-step recovery. I've been in NA meetings with porn addicts, food addicts, sex addicts, sugar addicts, and video game addicts. Again, I really don't care what or how much someone used. If we as a fellowship can help, we owe it to ourselves and future members to do so. I refer to myself as an addict in NA and an alcoholic in AA out of respect, not out of fear of being ostracized. Many AA members do use other substances recreationally or addictively. Not my problem. If made aware of that, I choose not to seek their counsel on recovery-related subjects. Many NA members also self-medicate. I engage them similarly. I don't want them to leave or fail. Many do find paths to abstinence. That's my hope for everyone who shows up, but we have each other, but we each have our own journey. Implying that someone's journey is wrong is anathema to recovery. Yours in recovery, Bill E. Sorry, Bill, we've been calling you William because that was what I saw at the top of the email. But you're Bill. And you use the word anathema that I got to look up at some fucking point because I don't know what <laughs> don't it means. Don't know what that word means. Yeah. God damn it. Thanks, Bill. No, I do appreciate the uh, the thought out response and yeah. that he's opinionated. I mean, it, I agree with most of that. Yeah, me too. I don't. I don't disagree with a lot of it. I don't really like the clarity statement or see the purpose of it. Yeah, and most of those multiple identities of addiction come out of treatment anyway. 
They come, you're addicted to this, that, another thing. You're cross-addicted, dual-addicted, right? whatever. That's all treatment words. So, we got an email from Dylan, which wasn't particularly about any episode. He said, hey guys, um, I'm in the military almost 10 years now, and I used to know a couple of people in the Love You Lots area of Virginia, which he specifies as Norfolk and Virginia Beach, because I had no idea, um, that used to be in the military, but I need some guidance as far as the intersection of military versus recovery community. Is there anyone you can recommend? Is there a podcast I missed? Do you know anyone I could reach out to? Uh, and so we we have not done an episode on life in the military as it relates to addiction and recovery. Do you think that's something that needs to be covered? So there are some specific issues with military people that from work I know, like Voices is done with Perry Point and things like that. There are some sort of... It's a specific culture in the military of like, we're strong, we don't need any help, we take care of our own, you know what I mean? So there is some uh, reluctance to reach out and admit surrender and admit defeat. Like those aren't words that are synonymous with military and military culture. Um, So there are some barriers there that, you know, in that culture that are a little hard to overcome. We're specifically lucky in this area because we have the Perry Point military uh, recovery center right down the street. So we get a lot of folks that have military experience in this area. Um, but we haven't done a podcast about it. It could be interesting. It is on our list. It is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's on our list. I think we're struggling to find right now someone who is active in the military. Oh, an active military person. Yeah, I know recovery. a lot of retired people. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of people, people after of, they right. leave then come into recovery. So if you are active in the and military and preference to like five star generals active <laughs> in recovery please reach out maybe we can feature Admirals. you well and dave dave doll uh that did our episodes on meditation and a few things he's military or ex-military right. i think he was a marine mm-hmm. um so he's military as well yeah and that's what we uh we did i reached out to dave dave said it was a great idea so i connected those two so hopefully they're still talking or or dave has gotten him to somebody's still active um, because Dave's really tied into that community as well. So, you know, hey, uh, that could be an episode coming up if we can find the person we need. Uh, We got another funding support email. So the recovery sort of funds are supporting Sean. Sean was looking for housing after he came out of treatment. He's local to the area. He had a job up here. He needed needed the money to get into the housing, like the down payment, so to speak. Uh, and we were able to cover that with the recovery sort of fund. So that's awesome. So we got a message from Amber. Don't know if you've ever covered anything about this, but I was court ordered to a recovery house, as was my husband. We went to the same program, just different houses, him to a men's house and me in the women's. He got kicked out after four days for being married to me. The only reason I wasn't kicked out was I was there longer. We were not allowed to associate with each other, even though we were married for years at that point. That seemed like a pretty stupid-ass idea. Yeah. (laughs) 
Just that. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if it's worth the whole show, but like, I'm. What I wanted to do because somebody pointed this out to me a long time ago was that there's like a lot of insurance fraud that exists because of these court ordered placements in rehab because mm, okay. people will be selling drugs so they'll have drug charges but then they'll get court ordered to rehab but then it's insurance fraud because the they have to go to the rehab and the rehab has to diagnose them with something some sort of withdrawal even though they're not having it huh. in order for them to be so yeah i wanted to do an episode all about how this court ordering of people into rehabilitation facilities is a problem yeah but so I, I guess I wasn't it's aware they can to talk to. court order people into halfway houses or recovery houses. I guess so. Huh. Yeah, I, I didn't even know I that know was all a the thing. Ins and outs either, right? Yeah, it might have been part of like a long term program. Like if you get court ordered to drug court, which we did an episode on, maybe part of the drug court process is like you have to follow these stages. Yeah, and I'm trying to think like my so I was court ordered to like an alcohol program, and I was court ordered to like IOP. Never anything inpatient, and I was allowed to pick. Like I didn't. There was multiple choices, and I just picked which one I wanted to go to. It wasn't a like court order to a specific one. Some recovery houses qualify as treatment, and so I would imagine if someone is court ordered to a drug treatment program, there's there's specific recovery houses that would check that box. Yeah. Well, and I'm guessing with their situation, like you think, I guess I'm thinking. Well, they probably or maybe didn't like they should have had a choice of the recovery house you went into and you think you would go talk to those people and go hey we both got to come in and we're married like right. how's that right. going to work before you got there and they're throwing people out like was yeah was there not information shared up front like there's too much missing out of that story to know how that ended up that way <laughs> i know in inpatient facilities you can't go in as a couple i know i encountered that in my using when you know me and my boyfriend were both trying to get treatment we couldn't right. both get admitted to the same facility which is ridiculous um i mean it's not though because that's a huge distraction like if i have my significant other with me in 28 day rehab i'm not having to kind of step outside of my box and be outside of my comfort zone to make Plus, how are they going to have with... rehab romances if they're fucking spouses <laughs> in there that's you know the they're going to be able to find Billy. their new sober partner <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying, though. What's the difference? That's going to be going on either way. There's going to be like I mean, the they, fling they really way. try to discourage that. Yeah, but it's going to happen whether you're well, depending on the facility, not. though, like some facilities are small. So the ones I went to, like I, I wouldn't want to be in a therapy group session with my wife sitting there, you know, maybe or whatever. And that like, could that be that an could issue, be weird, too. Yeah, but. Well, I, and I guess I could see like the jealous partner problem if you're trying to have your rehab romance <laughs> while your partner's still there. Like, I could see that leading. So to there's some lots shit. of drama. Or if that one could, person yeah, wants to happen. leave, the other one, you know, yeah, doesn't. Yeah. Then you're into that right, bullshit. Right. Like, yeah, that so that could be hard. But, but these yeah, people were in two separate cleaner. places, though. They were in like a men's yeah, house and a women's house, which a little, just seems stupid. A little crazy. Maybe they did groups, combined groups at that facility Maybe. together. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm sure there's more information, but like, yeah, in general, there's a, we have a fucked up system. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. And I'm sorry it happened to everybody else that it's happened to. Yeah. When it's like court order to meetings, like my understanding of that was you just you went to whatever meetings you wanted. Right. You didn't have to go to specifically N.A. You didn't specifically A.A. It was just 12 step meetings. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Somewhere along the line, somebody dropped the ball with that one. But. Uh, Victoria reached out. We were in her top five uh, podcasts for the year. Oh, or, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Thank you, Victoria. 
and we talked with Austin, who has experienced some tragedy in his life, and we're looking into doing an episode around that. Uh, so we got a comment on YouTube on, on our Tradition 1 episode, and Eric said, Awesome. Thank you guys for this episode. Just happened to stumble across your podcast today, and I'm extremely grateful I did. I can only assume that he was having a debate with someone about what tradition one means, <laughs> right. and we proved him right. Yeah. That's the only Doesn't reason, mean anything. That's the only reason he could be that excited about that episode. Traditions don't mean anything. Right. They're right. not a grounds to be mean to people. <laughs> so that's about all the, the feedback we had. We did hit some milestones this year, though. Uh, we have 50,000 listens wow. all time. That's crazy to just even Miles. think about. That's like a football stadium full yeah. of people. Yeah. Yeah. Or full of listens. Maybe it's right. fewer people. One that time. Listen a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still cool though. Still cool. Uh our our highest percentages of listeners come from the US, the UK and Canada. Probably not hugely shocking, right? <laughs> yeah. Three large areas with English speaking yeah. populations. Um similar cultures. Mm-hmm. Our, our largest three listener percentages of states are California, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. So wow. thank you, listeners of California, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. Uh, we got in the paper this year. Yes. Actually, technically, three times. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the article was in the paper, and then like a couple weeks later, it was in some live entertainment yeah. section or something. And then we were just, uh, we were number five on the top seven heartwarming stories of the year for the Cecil Wicks. Oh, nice. oh I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. I know, right? Doing good stuff. Yeah. Doing well, good and stuff. And didn't you guys get mentioned even prior to the actual article when you got the award? Wasn't there a Cecil Wig? Yeah. So yeah, for the Voices Banquet. So four. the article wasn't about us. But no, yeah, but we you, were in yeah, it. you were yeah. in it. We got an honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's uh, that was what I was going to say next was we got an award from Voices of Hope, which is Kind of cool, and also, you know, we kind of have an end to get an award from Voices of Hope. Yeah, now I got it sitting right on my mantle so my wife can see how important I am and <laughs> what good stuff we're doing over here on Sunday mornings. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if you're ever getting ready to leave the house on a Sunday morning and she starts complaining about not having time with you, you can just point to that award. <laughs> it's like, yeah. this is important, dear. Now yeah. I pick it up and start to polish it. Honey, we gotta go do the podcast this morning. I'll be back in a couple hours. Doing some breathing on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, the award was for the uh, the donation money. You know, and maybe this yeah. is where we talk about donations a little bit again. Uh, we've gotten some, you know, some sporadic donations here and there, one-time donations, which you can give on our website, recoverysortof.com. There's a little PayPal link. It says donate now or donate to me or <laughs> give me money right, donate. right. <laughs> send me cookies i don't know what it says it says something uh, but it looks like a paypal thing and it's legit it's real um and that money goes you know anything that doesn't go to continue running the podcast goes on and passed on to the community of people who are trying to find this recovery community or in the process of finding this recovery community and this healing to help them in ways that grant money doesn't cover generally is what it does kind of covers the gaps um so that's great and we have a couple of you know people who have signed up for regular monthly donations which is amazing as well we are looking into having subscriptions in the near near future which will remove the advertisements from the episode so if you hate advertisements we might have a deal for you soon (laughs) still thinking about that 
But if not, well, but if not, you would still get the episode for free. Just yeah. currently the way it is, we don't plan to stop that. So yeah, we always still want be it to be accessible. Yeah. Right, right. You just have to tolerate our advertisements so that we can keep funding, <laughs> you know, the podcast and the donations that we do, which is great. And it's amazing. So thank you, everybody, for all your contributions. We also want to talk about the sponsorship kind of agreement we have going with Audible right now. And I'm going to let Billy say that. Yeah. So uh, Audible is a audio book uh, platform that is where I listen to most of the audio books that I reference on the show. As I say all the time, I say I read these books, but I don't really read at all. <laughs> I listen to the audio version of most of them. We're, I mean, um, we're read too. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's easy to be read to while I'm driving in the car, yes. you know, is where I listen to most of them. Uh so almost all the books that I reference on recovery, you know, my library's full of these books about recovery and addiction and some of the ones I still go back and listen to over at different times. Um but we want to see about getting into some sort of sponsorship program with them to get money. Basically, they would give us $15, I think it is, or a certain amount of money if people click on the link and sign up for the Audible trial subscription. Yeah, they started out as a trial. I think it's a two-week trial. 30-day free trial. Oh, wow. 30-day free trial. No commitment. And then you just do what I do. You put a reminder in your phone that on the 30th day to cancel it, or like the 28th day, in case you're busy on the 29th day or 30th day. (laughs) Like the 28 days from whenever you sign up, just put a note in to cancel it. And then wait like six or eight months, and then you can get another free one. I don't know. I used to do that for a while. I would cancel and then wait a while and sign up for another one or use a second email and but get another But if you one. really enjoy it, you could just keep the Audible membership yeah, as so Billy now I keep do. the Audible membership <laughs> because I listen to enough books. But in the beginning, I wasn't sure because it is whatever it is, 18 or $20 a month. It's somewhere between 15 and $20 a month. And uh, I use it now because I listen to at least one book a month. You get one right. book a month free with your subscription, with a paid subscription. So for this trial, though, you actually will get books. two books for free when you sign up for, oh, for the, the trial. You get two, you get oh, nice. two free you get book two. credits. So, great. And if you do that, we get some money. And again, that money will go to whatever we need to run the podcast. And then that whatever we don't use for the podcast gets sent on to help people in recovery. I so. think kind of the cool part, too, is like you get to sign up as a trial, which is I, I did the same thing, Billy. I think I tried a couple of trials along the way. And then ultimately, I found that I enjoyed it. And right. so I did keep it right. right. Um, and, and I'm a, a steady Audible member. I was listening to my book on the way in here this morning. Like, it's just what I do. But the cool part is like you don't have to pay any money out of your pocket to help us. Right. You can just sign up for the trial get it free, cancel it, and, and we're good. But if you do enjoy it, like Billy and I do, and you love to overthink everything, like, yeah, go ahead, keep <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, and some of the people we've had on, um, you know, Bruce, his book uh, yeah. was on there. Now, uh-huh. I can't think of the name of the book at the moment. Do you remember? Don't Count Me Out. Yeah, Don't Count Me Out. We have uh, Brooke Seam is going to be on a future episode. She has a book, Side Effects May Occur. Like, both of those books I listen to on Audible. So mm-hmm. their books are on there. Um, hopefully we'll get some future artists. We want to get my plan or hope would be to get Gabor Mate to come on oh, at some man, point. That would awesome. be awesome. <laughs> so yeah. He's got a bunch of good he's books on there. Really so I think books. I have two or three of his books in my library. I yeah. want to say, uh, David that came on and talked to us oh, about the his weight book. of air. Yeah. yeah I be- and, and you know, rest in peace, David. Yes. Uh, I do believe his did come out after I ended up reading it on mm. Audible. So I think that's out there as well. Yeah. So go forward. You guys will start to see links coming up uh, in the show notes on the website, um, linking you to any books that have been mentioned in, in episodes. So keep an eye out for that. And then also 
people can, if you just want to sign up for a trial right now, you can go to www.audibletrial.com backslash recovery sort of. Everybody who thinks that it's impossible to remember that, reach out to me because I'm arguing yeah. with Caroline that nobody can remember that. It's just, it's really simple though. It's recovery sort of, I mean, it's, now I said it backwards, <laughs> audibletrial.com backslash recovery sort of. That's what it is. <laughs> I said recovery it is, sort of. It is. Yeah. It's very simple. If it you want simple. an audible trial we just confused with shit recovery out of sort of. <laughs> All right. Link in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look below the show. The link will be there. You're good. Billy, you've heard that we were in the top five recovery podcast for men or something? Oh, gosh, I wasn't prepared for that. But yes, I and I don't even know how I came across that. I think I was on a recovery site or looking because I listen to different recovery podcasts or I'm always looking for different recovery podcasts hmm. and uh, came across the thing. And we were listed as the top five recovery podcasts, you know, nice. in the country, which was pretty interesting. I can't now wish I would have had the link up. Oh, I can tell you. But yeah, so I had shared that on my social media. And it's just interesting to see, like, wow, people are actually listening to this. You know, because originally it was, to me, the only people listening are, like, our friends or people that want to be nice to us that live here or people that work at Voices of Hope because they want to hear themselves. <laughs> and that's about it, you know. Right. But to hear, like, people in other states, other countries, other places are listening is pretty incredible. So yeah. in 2023, we're aiming to get on the women's list. <laughs> Top five we're recovery. Inclusive. Yes. Jenny and I are... Charging forward with that goal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so some of our Spotify wrapped for podcasters, our podcast was in the top 5% most shared globally. I, I think that just means I share it a lot. <laughs> I'm assuming. I can't imagine it's just you, though, because everyone's sharing their podcast the way that you're sharing, Jason. Are they? I mean, anyone who's trying to have a successful podcast is sharing it a whole mm. heckin' lot. So... It's got to be more than just you. You're in the top 10% most followed podcasts, which seems incredible to me. Yeah. I saw those numbers. I'm like, this can't be real. <laughs> it's not to me that it can't be real. It just makes me question like, God, what are the other 90% doing? <laughs> Sorry, but well, damn. So here's when I talk to people about like our success or what's working, it hasn't been like all of a sudden all these people started listening. We've been doing uh, this for three fucking years. Yeah. And it's just been us showing up and continually putting out content I on a repeated a basis. And keeping it interesting and fresh and, and new and not just regurgitating the same stuff, yeah. you know, so it keeps people engaged. And, you know, if one person listens and they tell five friends and then one of those five decides to listen as well, you know, that's how it grows. Yeah, I think Billy's right. People don't listen to us because we're good. They listen to us because we just keep showing up. <laughs> right. Like, these guys have a lot of episodes. They must be good. Right. That's right. What... <laughs> it's a false assumption there. Uh, so, our podcast all gains, right? Like we're in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 331% listeners. Wow. That's right? great. That is big. Well, the that's other thing point. I wonder about is with the amount of content we have out, how much does that push us up like in algorithms and things like that? Mm. You know what I mean? We have so much now for the, what are they called? The SE. SEO. Search word optimization search stuff. Engine optimization, yeah, yeah, search yeah. engine optimization. So we've done enough episodes where now if you start to search up, like it used to be kind of hard to find us. If you tried to search up recovery sort of, it didn't just come up. You know, now if you Google it, it comes right up. 
I think that's because your phone's used to you looking it yeah, up. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> no, it'll do it on other stuff too. I've done it on other people's uh, huh. po- uh, Spotify apps. That's so like cool. other people that I know that have asked about recovery sort of podcasts, I'm like, oh, let me see. I'll find. And Ooh. if you start recovery, we'll come up pretty wow. quickly. So, yeah, I saw the So that helps, but that opposite. helps a lot. You know what I mean? Like, because what are you going to do? You're going to type in recovery and then whatever the first couple that come up, you're going to click the first couple. You know, so I think that that's person's big phone knew Billy was looking. Well, they knew we were in the same I mean, area. We were in proximity though, because I did the same thing. And I think I shared with you that it wasn't, you know, when I put in like recovery podcasts, I don't, it was like number, I don't even know. On Spotify? I think it was Spotify. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if it's also guided by prior listening because I don't listen to other recovery podcasts. Yeah, this was just the other night, like about a week ago. Or maybe it's just gotten better since a month ago. Yes. Yeah. We've taken off in this right. last All the 17 sudden. days. Well, it's our 300%. There you <laughs> go. Yes. That's probably even more. Yeah. And, a, and 146% up followers. What the fuck did I just do? <laughs> Sorry. Everything disappeared. Yeah. Some of those things I weren't sure what they meant. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know what they all meant either. For 686 people, we are a top 10 podcast. Wow. For 396 people, we're a top five podcast. Mm. And 91 crazy motherfuckers out there have <laughs> us as our number one podcast. That's, I'm probably one of the 91. I'm probably right. not. I'm definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> I only go listen to our episodes that I'm not on. All right. right so, so we have I 90 and Caroline. <laughs> My favorite ones are the ones I'm on. I uh. <laughs> Actually, we probably have 89 and Jenny and Caroline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's probably what it All right, so 2023. What are we doing for 2023? Are we mm-hmm. doing the spiritual principle thing? I think that's what we decided, right? We're just going to keep rolling along because there's like, you know, I, I think there's some person who said there was like 46 spiritual principles, but then there's like a book that says there's 58. And like, My wife would tell you there's 26 spiritual principles in the basic text. Well, well just a, in the basic text. That's at least enough to get us through to you. Yeah, so that's <laughs> what she, I think 26. Anyway. Can, can you ask her for a list so we can make sure we don't? I'm sure she knows the list. Oh, yeah, okay, She yeah. can make a list for I me. I would love the list of those 26. <laughs> but uh, we had also talked about the idea of the uh, character defect and the opposite yeah. spiritual principle. So I don't know if we want to try to incorporate that idea into our spiritual principle talk I or like have it. that as its own topic. But I love that concept because that is a big concept that I learned in recovery that help is very, very helpful to like how I live. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll bring in the defect, I guess. And then I'll argue that the principle and the defect don't exist. bullshit yeah uh we've also been talking a little bit you know diving a little further into like the research and news and and what's going on in the science world and and what's being reported on around the recovery or addiction community so i think you know with caroline helping with jenny helping um this is kind of the direction we're we're sort of starting to shift towards. I don't know that it changes a ton about our podcast. I think we just want to have more, so to speak, experts on to teach us more things about it so we can 
you know, find ways to make that apply to our life as well. Yeah. And I guess just to be frank, I feel like we maybe have a little more weight now to get real guests you know yeah. like, if you're to, aiming to have for want to we we need to yeah build it up build it up and then yeah. get the real <laughs> yeah, celebrities well, I mean, on yeah if we want to have like genuine you know authorities in these fields i mean i don't know we'd probably be surprised most people love to hear themselves talk so yeah. they probably would go on anyway yeah. but still it's it's like now we and have like a legitimate here. established you know platform with right years of episodes and things people can reference and they can see you know a product that we put out and i think that helps you know when we're trying to get people especially people that have like publicists and shit you know they're gonna have like gatekeepers yeah yeah so hopefully we have some help getting through some of those gates (laughs) yeah snowball effect yeah we'll get there what would be like your biggest get of 2023 what would be your biggest guest you think we could get i got some pretty big ones i don't know i don't even know anybody who is famous oh, that does recovery stuff so immediately i, mean, I think russell brand russell brands up like there, right? that's the big one because he's got a huge following and he does a lot of recovery stuff and well very I mean, you could say like uh robert downey jr but he doesn't really talk about recovery right. stuff. right well that's why yeah much. that's why i think he um and now, Jamie like, Curtis. more and more. Well, I was <laughs> thinking, too, like, Brandon Novak. Like, uh, he's yeah. got a that lot would be going on with not his a hard one. recovery houses and stuff. And he's got recovery houses that are <laughs> local, you know, fairly local. So, to right. this area. Yeah, we could try that. We didn't We didn't get our comedian on either. I know. And I, I do want to do that, yeah. Because he, he seemed like he'd be fun. Yeah, was that from the vo- Voices of Hope? It, from the banquet, It was, yeah. yeah and I would, just did not And is he in well. recovery? Yeah. Yeah, that's his. He's got a comedy college, and he also uh, did does 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 like recovery uh, comedy. Uh, what do you call that show? Like not a show, but like his his thing is recovery. Maybe based. he could do a short set because yeah. I was set. not at that's the bank, and I, I would for. like yeah. to hear it. I also wanted to make sure we thank Stephanie, who runs our TikTok, because. I'm old and don't understand TikTok, and it's difficult and challenging. And I don't want it on my phone because China. Oh, so. well, I, I have it on my phone just so I can Uh-oh. see how many times no. people like. No, this I don't stuff really care to watch TikTok either. Right. But yeah, I, yeah, I think, I don't my, ever I get think on. my kids do. I'm sure they do. They have to. They're not social media people, though. Yeah. They're weird. That's true. They go to the alternative schools, yeah. so they're not like they don't have all those nah. peer influences. Yeah, I don't know, but I do really appreciate Stephanie's help because that's awesome, and I don't know how to do it. So, yeah, social media is weird. Uh, Twitter might be falling apart. Who knows? So <laughs> maybe we won't be on there forever, yeah. but we don't do a ton on So Twitter. I briefly started to get back on uh, Facebook for like a minute because I'm like, well, I should try to do some stuff with the show, and there's some things I could do, and it's it feels disgusting. Like, yeah. I don't know you why. You like one just, of my posts. Yeah, I, like, oh, really I like tried to post. get on that. I, like, I got on for like a week, and then it was like two weeks, and I'm like, oh, I hate this. It feels dirty. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't do this, and I had to stop. Like, I haven't been on it in a while again. Yeah. So I was trying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't get on my own personal Facebook much, but yeah, I mean, Instagram's doing well. Facebook's doing well. I don't know. I, I hope we have an awesome 2023. I don't have anything else to recap. Uh, we love your feedback. Please keep doing that. 
keep spreading the word. You know, it doesn't cost anything to like, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. Those are all ways you can support us without spending a cent. You can uh, support us through donations, obviously, like we talked about earlier. You can just listen. Whatever. Yeah. And you're on Instagram as the recovery sort of yeah. page or recovery sort of, yeah. at recovery sort of, whatever it is. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to do it either. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm on Instagram as recovery sort of Billy. That's the one social media I do have, so you can get a hold of me through there, message me through there. I'm not a daily user, but I will message you back. And Jason does good with messaging back on all the platforms. So. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Some days I'm really good. Well, maybe not right away. Like, yeah. none of that shit's instant. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for, for everything. Thank you for listening. Thank you for feeling like this helps you. It definitely helps us. We've said it a billion times. I mean, this thing just has changed my life and continues to. Um, thank you for everybody involved in the process. I also want to give a shout out to Chelsea, who sent us a really nice Christmas gift. Uh, thank you very much. That was very special with a nice little note in there that was really uh, really heartwarming, you know, yeah. that someone would take their time to, you know, consider us during the holidays. I'm terrible at thinking of other people during the holidays, uh, so it was extra heartwarming <laughs> to me. Like, gosh, I'm so terrible at that stuff. <laughs> so so thank you, Chelsea. It was greatly appreciated. Yeah, Billy found a new way to criticize himself. And the <laughs> the apricot ones are fucking incredible. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. All right, so everybody have a great, beginning to your your year and uh stay with us enjoy the ride have a good week did you like this episode share it with people you think might get something out of it check out the rest of our episodes at recovery also while you're there you can find ways to link up with us on facebook twitter instagram reddit youtube anything we're always looking for new ideas Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us. <laughs>